Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. I don't know about you, but, but man, I'm, I'm ready for 2024. Anybody else ready for 2024? Amen. I'm ready to put 2023 in the rearview mirror. I'm ready to do new things, greater things, greater accomplishments for the kingdom. And that, that's kind of our expectation every year. Right? I mean, we, that's, that's what we want to do, and that's, that's just always the thing. We make our resolutions, and, and we, we really try and, and put the past behind us and the challenges and those things, and, we, and that's what we want to do. We want to put our past behind us and not let the negative things, the failures, the opinions and expectations of others really define our future uh, or who we are. And, and one of my favorite ministers, he says it this way, which I absolutely love, and I love this whole idea. Uh, he says that we can't let our past headlines define us. And, and I don't know if that makes sense to you. I love that because I don't know about you, but I have some past headlines that I'm not so proud of. Uh, anybody else? Yeah, there's five of you, the rest of you. Why am I even preaching today? And, uh, but, you know, I mean, I got, I got headlines that I'm just not particularly proud of, headlines that still kind of dog me to this day and, and come up. Uh, every once in a while, you know, pastor's kid caught by church administrator buying alcohol. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a fun one way back in my teen years and <laughs> early 20s. I have a ton. I got a ton of past headlines. I've, got a, I've even got one for today. Pastor's kid eggs brother's car in church parking lot. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, uh, you know, we all have headlines of our life that, unfortunately, they, they stay with us and they reverberate in our hearts and minds constantly. Uh, and that's just, I mean, it does. So today I want to share with you kind of uh, just a real practical message. Uh, I want to share with you a process that has really helped me uh, overcome those and even write new headlines that, that, help me, that help motivate me and keep me on track with God's uh, plans and purposes for my life. Uh, how many of us, I mean, we want to stay on track with God's plans and purposes for our life, right? And, and sometimes I think our biggest challenge is just the, the headlines that keep coming back uh, into our minds that, that remind us uh, of the failures, the mistakes, the challenges, the things that we've just really messed up. And, and, and I think those things keep us from advancing and continuing and moving forward in what God has for us in life and the plan, and the future, and the purpose that he has for us. And so I want to look at Colossians chapter 3, and verses 1 through 3, and the Apostle Paul says this, and here's what he says. He says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Now he's talking to, he's talking to those who have received Christ, especially those new in Christ, and, and look at what he says here. He says, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind... Minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So in other words, he's like, hey, your focus, your thoughts, your attention should be on, on God things, on eternal things, things that God cares about, not on the things that, that don't matter. And so now more than ever, it's, it's such a challenge. It's a struggle to not let the things of the world, the circumstances of life, the economy, the, the changing attitudes and ideals of, of, of culture, of the culture, impact our outlook impact our perspective it, because there's just, especially now, I mean, today there's so much fear, there's so much anxiety, there's so much tension and worry, and, and how do you overcome that? 
How do you rise above the, the fray and all the negativity? How do you stay positive and motivated to continue serving God amidst life today? To continue to be the person that God's called you to be and to continue to, to follow his plan for your life. And, and, and man, I believe that there are some simple practical tools that can transform our faith and, and really build our intimacy with him. And one of those tools has to do with what I like to call headlines, this idea of headlines, kind of like the headlines you see in the news. Um, how many of you would agree that since COVID, it, it, it's, it almost seems like our world has been dominated by, by fearful headlines? And it's just, I mean, not just COVID, but it's like a snowball that's happening right now. And I think part of that is just because we're, we're in the last days. We're living in the last days. And so it's, it's probably going to continue to be that way. And, but it really, it kind of goes back to around, I'm I've been trying to think about where this started and, and, and looking at how things have accelerated and snowballed. And it kind of really goes back to around February or March of 2020. And, and you can kind of remember this mysterious new disease, this virus called coronavirus, right? I mean, we all know that all too well right now. And remember when it was only, when it was only coronavirus and we made fun of it like it was beer, you know? <laughs> hey, do you have some coronas? And so... And then it became COVID-19, and it was no longer funny. It was, it was scary because it was spreading all over the world. People were dying. Jobs were vanishing. Businesses were shutting down. Uh, and we were forced to stay at home. Even our church uh, was shut for six months. I mean, we could not open our church doors for six months. Everything virtual. And, and I don't know if you remember this, but there was, a, there was a shortage of all kinds of things that you need, everyday things, you know, like toilet paper and soap and hand sanitizer. Remember that? Do you remember that? Did anyone have to use leaves or newspaper? Like their, or socks or <laughs> don't answer that. <laughs> but there were there were so many negative headlines all around the world, and even racial divisions were getting worse. Politics and and it's so. And, and then after months and months of painful and negative head, headlines, it seemed like things were going to get better. And even even some of the headlines started to say the end of COVID is near. We're achieving herd immunity. Remember that. And then like 30 minutes later, COVID is back again. And, and, and then we have all the woke headlines now, new viruses and, and, and wars, new wars. And there, there's so many headlines that feel so negative. And it makes everything in life often feel like it's, like it's negative. Anybody notice that? It's like, it's, it's just negative. And, and that's why I want to bring you a tool that I believe can really change your perspective. So as we talk about headlines, how many of you realize that not all headlines are true? All right, I mean, I hope we know that. I mean, fake news is like faker than ever. <laughs> and, and have you noticed that? I mean, not all headlines are true. In fact, there are some famous headlines in the world that were incredibly inaccurate. And here's a few of them, actually, just to show you what I mean and to give you perspective. But most of us weren't alive when this happened, but one of the greatest sea disasters in history, the sinking of the Titanic, there was a famous headline that said, Titanic sinking, no lives lost. Isn't that interesting? And we obviously know that wasn't true. And it, in 1835, I don't have a, a picture of this, but there was a headline published in the Sun newspaper that said, Life on the Moon. And supposedly a well-known astronomer claimed that through his special telescope, he discovered winged creatures on the moon. It was in the news. And we know that wasn't true, but several new pa newspapers published the story. And then uh, all the headlines you read, you, you have to understand they're not all true. Not only are they not all true, but some of them, they're just, they're kind of funny. So, in fact, I found some funny headlines that, that, uh, that happened, and this, this one to me was really funny. This is an actual headline. It says, hospitals resort to hiring doctors. <laughs> I mean, 
Like, has it come to that already? I mean, <laughs> I can't believe we're, we're there where we have to hire doctors for hospitals. I mean, what's the world coming to? And so here's another one I found that I think is funny. It says, miracle, miracle cure kills fifth patient. I, I, it's, it's not funny that someone died, but, you know, I mean, come on. Miracle cure. Uh, anyway. So one more. This is real. I'm not making this up. Woman accidentally joins search party looking for herself. So I don't know if she ever found herself, but I, I don't understand how that could happen. But anyway, not only are the headlines not always accurate, but some of them are just funny. And so I, what I want to do today is, is really give you a tool. I want to teach you to write your own headlines. Write your own headlines. And why is this so important? If you're taking notes, write this down. Why is this important? Because you can't always change your circumstances, but you can change your perspective. You can't always change your circumstances, but you can change your perspective. And and the reality is, man, there's just a lot of hard stuff going on in the world, probably in your life. And you can't change everything about what's going on. But the good news is, with God, you can change your perspective. In fact, we see examples of this all throughout the Bible. And if you read it with some creativity, creativity, some imagination, you can almost visualize some of the headlines that some of God's people would have written throughout the Bible. And I just think it's kind of funny to look at, look at that from that perspective. You see all sorts of examples of this. Like when Moses sent some men out to survey the land of Canaan. He wanted them to find out, you know, hey, what's the soil like? What are the conditions? What are the people there like? And are there a lot of them? Are there a few of them? Are, are, are they strong? Are they weak? Uh, what, you know, tell me what, you know, give me the report. And two different groups of people went out and they came back and they basically, basically brought back two completely different sets of headlines. The exact same situation and two entirely different perspectives. And, uh, and I don't know if you remember the story, Joshua and Caleb went to investigate the land with, with just this really positive uh, report, positive perspective. And they came, came back and said, hey, our headline is this, God is with us and the land of milk and honey is rich with blessings for all is what they said. Same situation, there was another group of spies that went out, saw the exact same thing. But according to scripture, when they came back, uh, they, they basically said, you know, not only were there giants in the lands, but they said in, in Numbers 13, 32, they said this, the land we explored devours those living in it. Imagine that. And their headline would have been something like this, danger ahead, the land devours the, the, land devours the living. The same exact situation, two different reports, two different perspectives, because you can't always change your circumstances, but you can change your perspective, right? And to me, perhaps the one that has impacted me the most is is the Apostle Paul. And if you know this, if you know his story, he was famously transformed by the grace of of Jesus from being a Christian hater to a Christ follower. And and in his life, I mean, his big desire, his heart's desire, his goal, he just knew that he, if he could ever get to Rome to preach the gospel, this would be the most strategic city for the kingdom of God. That if he could transform these leaders, uh, the gospel could spread all over the world. That was his, man, that was his vision. That was his, that was his heart. So he's begging God. He's like, hey, man, I want to go to Rome to preach. I want to go to Rome. And, and unfortunately, he didn't get to go, he didn't get to, go to Rome to preach. <laughs> Instead, the Roman government arrested him, beat him, if you know the story. Took him to Rome. He got to go to Rome, but locked up. He was chained to a guard, and they were deciding whether or not to behead him. And that was his, that, that was his uh, situation. As bad, I mean, this is as bad as it gets, I think. 
I want to go to Rome, I want to preach, and then he's wrongly imprisoned, beaten, and now he's potentially waiting for his own execution. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if there was media then, newspapers, uh, CNN, Fox News, and can you imagine what the possibility of the different headlines would be in that situation for his, for his life? And I don't know about you, I'm like a news fanatic. I'm constantly reading the news, listening to news, watching the news, and it drives my wife crazy because I, I can't go to bed without reading the news or get up in the morning without reading the news. And if, if I were a news reporter, this would be my headline. One would be this, Apostle Paul awaits likely execution. Christianity is doomed. I don't know. That's a pretty good headline, I think, given his situation. And here's another potential headline. Apostle Paul wrongly imprisoned, sues Roman government for hundreds of millions of dollars. (laughs) Something like that. I don't know. Some of you would read the article, and then some of you would read the opinion column, and some of you would, would write an opinion. It'd be titled, like, Seven Reasons Why Christianity Will, Will Die by the End of the First Century. Then someone would do a podcast, and the podcast would be called The Rise and Fall of the Apostle Paul. Maybe. I don't know how many times I've imagined that headline for my own life. Anyone else? <laughs> and the good news is this, that if you're a follower of Christ... Your life is not defined by somebody else's headline. You may not be able to change what you're facing, but, but you can change how you look at what you're facing. Your life, your ministry, your family, your marriage, your children, your health is not determined by somebody else's headlines. Are, are you here today? Yeah. And it's not. And when we get, when we get a revelation of this, when we, when we truly understand this, we don't set our mind on earthly things, but we set our mind on things above. In, in, in everything. I'm not just talking about churchy stuff. I'm not talking about God. I'm just talk, I'm talking about our lives. And so we're not conformed to the patterns of this world, the scripture says, but we're being transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can test and approve what the will of God is for our life, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will, which is what Romans 12, 12, 12 uh, 2 tells us. There, there's a psychology tool that's a popular treatment for therapists. It's called cognitive reframing. And, uh, and, it, and it's, I think it's so appropriate uh, for this situation because here's what it actually is. Cognitive reframing is shifting your mindset to look at a situation or relationship from a positive perspective. It's, it's a shift in your mindset. It's not thinking on what's impure, but thinking on what's pure, the Bible says. It's not looking for what's wrong, but it's looking for what's right. It's not being upset about what you don't have, but it's being thankful for what you do have. Because you may not be able to change what's happening to you, but you can change your perspective. Amen. Yeah. And a good counselor will help you do this. And a good counselor will say, hey, something bad may have happened, but you can determine the meeting. You can find purpose even out of something that's bad. But thank God that we have a greater counselor. Amen? Our counsel comes from the greatest counselor of all. And his counsel takes us to just a completely other level, another level. And, and who's ready for another level? Yeah, yeah half, well, half of you. The other's like, no, nah, I'm good where I'm at. And instead of just saying, hey, you decide the meeting, we can, with God's help, we can let God help us determine the meeting, the meaning. And, but when we serve a God who's so powerful, 
that he can work in all things, everything, not just the good things, but the bad things, to bring about something good according to his purposes, you can let God determine the meaning of whatever you're facing at this moment. Does that make sense? And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul did. He didn't buy into the negative headlines. He's facing one of the most horrible situations that you can imagine. He's locked up, chained to a Roman guard, waiting on the government to decide, do we cut his head off or, or not? And with the help of the Holy Spirit, he changed his headline. He changed the headlines. And this is what he said, basically, Philippians uh, chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Uh, here, here's my, my headlines. And it, he said this. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me, in other words, he's like, you may think it's bad. It, it may look bad. It may not look positive. I may look like I'm in trouble. But, but what's happened to me, look what he says, has actually served to advance the gospel. And then he says, verse 13, as a result, it's become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my change, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. So Paul doesn't buy into the negative headlines. Uh, he writes his own headlines. And if Paul was writing a headline, he might, he, he might say something like this, Roman plan backfires. The Apostle Paul preaches to a captive audience, right? I mean, I, I just think that's awesome. And his mindset, he's like, hey, they just thought I was their prisoner, but they're locked up to me, hearing my best 14 sermons for eight hours a day. I'm preaching to a captive audience. <laughs> Paul didn't buy into the negative headlines, uh, but in a very real sense, he, he really wrote his own. And you can do the very same thing, no matter what you're facing, no matter if fear and anxiety makes you feel like it's going to overcome you. You can't control your circumstances, but you can change your perspective. In fact, I heard a, I heard a really powerful story about a man who felt like he was just at the end of his rope. And, and I love this story. Um, and I know it's probably going to speak to somebody today. And, and that's where this guy was... That's where this guy was when he picked up his phone. He, te he texted his pastor and he says, hey, I'm a, I, I just, I can't do it anymore. I'm about to give up. Could you meet with me? Because, man, I just, I need some help. So the guy meets with his pastor and his pastor had a, had a good relationship with this guy. And the man says, you know what? My marriage is falling apart. Uh, I don't know what to do about it. My finances are a disaster. I don't know if we're going to be able to keep our home. We might lose it. Uh, and, and with all that I'm going through, I'm starting to doubt God. I'm, I'm losing my faith. I don't know how to talk to God. I haven't seen God. I'm in big trouble. My marriage is in trouble. My finances is in trouble. And I'm losing my faith. And I love what this pastor did, kind of reverse psychology kind of thing, I guess. And, and he looks at his friend. He says, hey, so let me see if I understand what you're saying because it sounds like you're, you're really going through some stuff. The pastor's like, so... Your wife divorced you and she's not speaking to you? The guy said, oh, no, no, no. We're still married, but we're struggling. And the pastor said, oh, okay. So he wrote that down. And then he said, so if I'm hearing you right, you've lost your job and, and you're just, you're completely unable to work. The guy said, well, no, no, I'm still employed. I, I'm able to work, but things are just really, really tight right now financially. And the pastor said, okay, I, all right, so he wrote that down. And then he says, and so you've lost all your faith in God. You don't believe there's a God and there's no real sense of God in your life and you don't think God's real. And the guy said, well, no, no, I, I still believe in God. I, I just haven't sensed him in a long time. So this pastor looks at him and he's like, hey, <laughs> listen, I hope you can see what I'm, I, I'm doing. I, I don't want to belittle your challenges, but, but from where I'm sitting, I, I see some real opportunities. 
I see a marriage that still has potential. I see a man who still has a job. I see a Christian who still has a God. So you can buy into the devil's headlines, which is there's no hope for you. You'll never get through this. You'll never be healed. You'll never have a good relationship, marriage. You'll always, be alone. You'll always struggle financially. You'll never be close to God. Or you can change your perspective and say, hey, my God is always with me. My God is always for me. Even though, even though I don't like what I see, I know my God is working in me. And you can say that because since you've been raised with Christ, what you do is you set your mind on things above not on things of this earth. We think on things that are, as believers, amen, we think on things that are excellent, pure, praiseworthy before God. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna, we're gonna let God help write your headlines. And this is what we're, man, this is what we, we've been trying to do uh, all of our, man, all of our Christian life, man. This is what, this is what we, especially the last 13 years in Mexico, this is what we do. <laughs> and, and I can't tell you how it's really helped us overcome those moments and those circumstances and where you're just, man, you're, you're just facing it and, and, and it just seems like nothing's working. And so we've worked really hard, really hard to let God renew our mind. If we've worked really hard to have the right perspective about life and ministry and for us, uh, health and rest instead of exhaustion and burnout. Me personally, I, I mean, I've, I work on this constantly and this is one of the tools that we've been using. We write our own headlines. We're looking for the good things. My, my wife is an expert at this. I mean, before we moved to Mexico, our last house in Texas wasn't anything special. It was a plain, boring house that looked exactly like the other houses on the street. It was cheap. It had enough rooms for our six kids. So we bought the cheapest, biggest house we could get for six kids. And so, uh, uh, and every time I went on a trip, when I would come back, my wife would do something new to the house. And... Uh, I don't think it was, I, I didn't think it was possible, but she would buy some kind of book about renovating homes and she would do some kind of cheap, crazy design that she found in a book and she would do it to our house and, and, and it would look amazing. So every time I, I went somewhere, it, the house was always different. She became an expert in doing this design for walls, texturing the wall with plaster and making it look like some, some home in Italy or something. So she just, she knows how to take junk and make it look beautiful. She has a, just a gift of perspective. She can see something other people can't and not just material things, but, but life things. So she encourages our kids all the time. When they call her complaining, she helps them th see things from a different perspective and that's just her gift. You feel like a champion after talking with her because she sees things differently in you than you see in yourself. And I'm blessed with that every day. And so I think about all that we've faced, especially since COVID. I think about the t detours I've taken in life when I was younger, bad decisions, and the headline could have easily been negative, but God had a different headline for me. In the worst of moments, God had a different headline. In the hopeless moments, God had a different headline. In many of those moments, I, I created. In many of those moments, the situation wasn't changed, but I changed my perspective about it because that's how God wants us to change our headlines. Because you're in Christ, we don't set our mind on earthly things. We set our mind on things above, amen? We look for the good. We look for God. We don't think about what we don't have. We look for what God has given us. We don't complain about what's bad or wrong in the world. We look for the work of God in this world, and, and, and we, we join it. And we can't be critical of everyone we see in here on, on Facebook or whatever, saying where they're, but instead, we're looking for opportunities to love people, looking for opportunities to share the grace of Jesus. Amen? Instead of saying, well, wow, they're wrong, they're annoying. You know what they truly are? They're just a candidate for a lot of love. <laughs> Amen? 
that's my perspective. You can't always change your circumstances. You can't always change the diagnosis. You can't always fix a relationship on your own. You can't always get a child to come back to Jesus. You can't always rebuild your faith in a moment after you've been disappointed. You can't always heal from a hurt or betrayal in, in, in like that. But what I promise you, with eyes to see, you can find your, your Italian home in that boring, plain house if you look for it. You know what I'm saying? Amen. <laughs> And you may not be able to change what's going on out there, but God can change what's going on in here. And, and really, that's the important thing, that we recognize that, that we allow him to do that. And instead of being postured from a place of fear and anxiety, man, you walk into a whole new level of faith, knowing that you're a light in this world, that you've been called by God to make a difference. And you can start to call things that are not as though they were. That's what the scripture tells us. And you can have faith to write your own headlines. So I don't know what your headline would be, but honestly, I hope there's some of you, like three years from now, you're writing your own headlines and you're letting God renew your mind. You're, you're not just defining uh, a situation, but you're letting God help bring meaning to that situation because that's what we have. So I, I created a few headlines for you. And, and I'll kind of close with this, just to give you an idea of how you might see whatever you're facing with the help of God. And, the, and these probably won't be yours exactly, but but maybe this can be kind of a, a process that you can use because you can't always change your circumstances, but you can change your perspective. And I believe there'll be somebody who will have this headline, man asks for help to escape addiction. That very thing that's held you hostage for so long, that thing that, that makes you feel shame, the thing you're afraid to tell anyone, the thing that that you try to get over and, and, and it comes back and it comes back and it comes back again. But you finally ask for help and you confess to God, uh, to, to other people, uh, and the headline says, the healing process begins. That's your headline. There might be someone here, your headline is, hurting woman cries out to God. I, I don't know, you've been betrayed maybe, you've been let down, your heart aches, but instead of holding on to all that pain and emotion, you look upward and your headline says, finally, finds freedom and forgiveness because he who the son Jesus sets free, you're free indeed, says the scripture. And maybe there's somebody you've been sitting on the sidelines for a long time. You're just kind of coming to church, but you're really not part of the church and your headline's gonna say, church member says yes to serving, plans to change others' lives, ends up changing their own. Amen. Something like that, I don't know. <laughs> Amen, because... Because when you start blessing somebody else, you get even more blessed in the middle of doing it. And then, and, and then there may be somebody, and I don't know who it is, but I guarantee you this one will be, will be true. It starts off sad, but with the help of God, it could turn good. Life group member diagnosed with cancer, close friends trust God for a miracle. And in the midst of that, your miracle comes. We stay together because when you're in a life group, you're never alone. You've got the presence of God. You've got the presence of other people. You've got the power of God working through community. What challenge are you facing? What pain are you enduring? What question can you not seem to find an answer for or hurt that nobody knows about? You can't always change that, but you can change what God does in that and through that. Because that's what he wants to do. You can write your own headlines. The devil doesn't define what happens in your life, the media or anyone else. 
What happens in your job doesn't define your life. Whatever somebody did to you doesn't define your life. And, and, and where you are today doesn't determine where you can be tomorrow. And you can't always change your circumstances, but you can change your perspective. And so it was the Apostle Paul who said this, and I love this because he was in the middle of some stuff, and, but he writes his own, le- own headlines. He brings God's perspective in the middle of the trials, and he says this, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 8 through 9 and 16 through 18. It says, we are hard-pressed on every side. In other words, it's so hard, you wouldn't believe it. They're coming at, all, they're coming at us from all sides, but my headline says, look what he says, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. And here's a great quote for Instagram. I I love this. I don't know who said this, but it says, if you're not dead, you're not done. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. And then he says, therefore, we do not lose heart for our light momentary troubles are achieving for, for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So what do we do? We fix our eyes on what is above, not what's below. 18, verse 18, so we fix our eyes not on, uh, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And no matter what you're facing with the power of God, with the love of God, the presence of God, you may not be able to change your circumstance, but you can change your perspective. So whoever you are today, wherever you're at today, let God just deposit that word in your heart. Let him change your faith. Let him change your perspective. And I'm telling you, it can change your life. Do you believe that today? So amen. Man, let's just give God just a shout. Amen. Can we pray? Father, we just are so thankful for your word. We're so thankful for the truth of your word. We're so thankful, God, that you inspire us, that you motivate motivate us, that you grow our faith, God. We're so thankful that we can trust you and count on you, even in the most dire circumstances, even the the things that we've, the messes that we've made. We know that, that you walk through those things with us to bring us to the other side, Lord, and that you help us see the good in that, that you help us see uh, how we can overcome the circumstances, how we can change our perspective. And we ask you, we ask your Holy Spirit to do what only you can do and change perspectives today, God. Some of you are facing some challenges that you wish you could change, but maybe maybe it, it, it can't be changed at the moment and you just need God's help to change your perspective. You want God's help to see with faith. And I'm sure that those of you today, that's what you need. Things aren't changing right now, but man, you need to change a perspective. And I don't know if that's you or not, but, but Lord, I, I just know that God, that God wants to change your perspective today, if you'll let him. I pray, God, in the middle of, of trials and significant pain for those who are battling with anxiety, depression, whatever it is, afraid of a job situation, financial situation, whatever it is, God, I pray that we would not only define the meaning of that, but we would let you help define the meaning, that we'd see you in it, that we'd see a purpose, that you'd help us see the way, that even in our trials, that you would teach us to depend on you. And when we're weak, when we're broken, may your power, your presence, your strength, 
get us through the situation, God. And I pray that over anyone here. And I don't know where you are spiritually, but most important perspective that you need to have is God's perspective. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.